the funeral. The funeral happens. It's a good service. So this is a, like a letter from from my mother to William, but not the mother that I knew. Maybe which one again? To Silver City and try and find these people first and ask them what it's about. I'm uh, I'm I'm your ma, and she looks she's badly bruised. Yeah, this is obviously no life I would wish for my mother. If all you've done for him is work, and yet you are now indebted to him, strikes me you ain't getting enough of a cut. Well, if you if you if it'll get if it'll get you off my doorstep, go it will, and, go and talk to Kinsey Barker. I said no. Business first. We're an outfit called Freeman Halston, and uh, I am Marion Freeman. And Marion Freeman is uh, had a mother from the Great Lakes and a father from the emancipated Old South. Uh, I'm Jimmy Halston, uh, younger brother of William Halston. William Halston was the uh, main partner in the business with Marion, uh, the ranching business. Um, but William Harlston had an unfortunate <clears throat> incident in the last scenario in doing the right thing, standing up to the bad guys. He uh, was shot in the head and killed. So uh, my character now is Jimmy Harlston, um, who was an NPC before one of the posse, but he was the younger brother of um, William Harlston, um, also a rancher. Um, he wasn't the full partner of the business, but he was, he was working on the ranch. Um, but now has inherited his brother's share. Yeah, he lives in a in a in a in a room at the uh, at the cross crossroad hotel. Crossroad hotel. Why is that not where we are staying? Yes, it is. Your your accent is becoming quite <laughs> distracting. Slightly <laughs> <laughs> all over the place. But. So we took ourselves a walk for no reason at all. But good day to you, ma'am. Junk. Uh, <laughs> Kinsey Barker. Let's go and see if we can, go and find, see if we can find Kinsey Barker. You can ask at the hotel. Yeah, <clears throat> you can find Kinsey Barker. Um, you ask at reception, and they kind of like lean over and say, "Oh, he's uh, he's at the table over there having lunch." And he's a uh, he's uh, African American. Right. And he's sitting there on his own. Got some papers next to him that he's kind of like looking at and reading, but he's eating. Mister Barker eating some bacon and eggs. Taking my hat off. So you're so you're a mixed race as well, aren't you? So um, I, uh, having greeted him. Um, yeah, he's, he's yeah. He says, uh, um, "Good day, gentlemen. Uh, uh, how can I how can I be?" We've heard you're um, you're a, a lawyer in these parts. Is that was the information correct? I've done a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, lawyering and a little so bit of bookkeeping. We might have a, a situation. Two skills we need. Situation we might need your help with if you're interested. Well, if you're uh, if you're willing to pay, gentlemen, uh, I'm always after work. So <coughs> please pull up a pull up a seat if you don't mind me just finishing off my lunch. Yeah, of we course. have money. We have money. Well, that's good because you wouldn't be able to pay me otherwise, would you? Yeah. 
So, do you want to describe the situation we find ourselves in? Yeah, so I think I will just basically describe the whole okay, situation. Yeah. Completely out of fun, not hiding anything. Saying, okay, I've come to town, found my real mother. She's in this situation in the uh, Princess mm. Palace, where we think she's basically being, has specifically been ripped off by her boss for all these years and would like to get her out of that situation. She kind of, her boss, as a believing she's in debt to him, but actually, we don't feel that's correct. Uh, she hasn't borrowed any money from him. The debt is only, she's been working. She had a years. small allowance, pitiful <coughs> small. So we'll yeah. have to put together some evidence that she's not in fact debt so she can leave and come live back on our, on our ranch back in Jordana Springs. Hmm. Harvey Brownlow's not, a, not an easy man to deal with. Uh, how, uh, how, how do you gentlemen propose we get him to reveal his accounts to us? Well, we were kind of hoping you could help with that. I tell you what, because <clears throat> I, I suspect he'll feel under no obligation to uh, to open his books to to me simply because you gentlemen feel like you want to see them. What we might say is that uh, one of us is prepared to settle this woman's debt, however much it is. Um, or we may even um, imply that there is a customer who is willing to settle her debt so that he might take her away. And uh, all he's doing is ask you to investigate just what the exact nature of that debt is. Bit of subterfuge is what I'm thinking. Now that could be one of us. More likely you. It probably makes more I'm sense if if you have this conversation with Mr. Brownlow first and then and then uh, you can then bring me into the conversation if you're if you're prepared to, to meet my rates. What are your rates, sir? Um it'll be uh, a ten dollar commissioning fee and uh, Two dollars per day of work. Well, I don't reckon this is going to take more than but two days of work, so that's fourteen dollars, and I want thirty. So that will be twenty dollars commissioning <laughs> fee and three dollars a day's work. <laughs> I, <laughs> he's, I jo can, he's joking with you. you know, I can see you're a clever man. <laughs> I uh, like your stuff. Well, a lesson, lesson for me is <laughs> put, put my prices up early. Don't be so generous. Now let me, uh, let me not, let me do you the honour of not trying to bargain you down, none, because I'm feeling generous. So well, we'll go for the whatever that was. Ten, ten dollar commissioning fee and two dollars per day of work. So if I, if you had, give me the uh, ten dollars up front, and then I will charge you for the amount of work it requires once you've. Got Mr. Brownlow's permission to, uh, and consider me hired. Should we go and have a conversation with Mr. Brownlow? Are you giving him the $10? No, I'm just checking because I was hoping he would go and have the conversation with Mr. Brownlow. But I just want to see what my partner here is thinking about that whole arrangement. I think it probably makes most sense, says Barker, for you to... To yeah, open that no, negotiation, and then I, hmm. I am then an, an independent party in, in this, uh, in this examination. 
Yeah, we can go and ask. We can go and ask him what is the debt, and when he comes up with a ridiculous sum, we can say, "Well, uh, uh, we'd like to, you know, you know, provide the evidence to bank that up. We can bring in a lawyer to check your accounts." Yeah, let's do that. So, ten dollars to him. Mighty obliged, and uh, I'll. I'll get myself my papers ready, and as soon as you give me the, the nod, I shall uh, I shall Feel do the I'm work. Being overly generous. Here. I'm assuming <clears throat> there is a there is an answer that you you want me to find. Well, that he says quietly though. He sort of hushes his voice slightly when he says that. It, it ain't an answer that I want you to find. The truthful answer has got to be that she has worked how many years for this fella? At least three. At least three. She has had a pitiful allowance. She came to him with no debt, apparently. Now, if, if you find that she has a debt, if you find that maybe she's lying to her own blood here, then, you know, I want to find that too. But uh, I don't think you'll find a debt. And I think you may be a man clever enough to be able to prove it. Well, thank you, sir. Okay, that's... It makes a... Between... You and me and the, and the and the fence post over there. It, it makes a nice change to have a honest man in this town. Cool. Every other time I've asked that, I've been given chapter and verse on exactly what answer they <laughs> want to hear. That's cool. Let's go. Continue. Finish your lunch in peace. Yes. And expect to hear well. from us. Yeah, nods, and then goes Particularly back. Particularly for doing his will when he's been shot. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's much, <laughs> no, at the moment. Okay, so it's, it's now kind like of two-ish. an old letter from my mother in there. <laughs> a birth certificate, it's not even yours. Uh, yeah, so um, sort of two, half past two now probably. And are you going straight up to Prince's Palace then? Might as well. The guy's name was Harvey Brownlow. You do the talking in this one, huh? Okay, the Princess Palace is open. It's, it's open pretty much all day and all night. It's not quite so busy now as it was, but there's a few people in there drinking. Three or four girls sort of lounging around, sort of waiting for customers. No sign of Minnie. Um, and then, yeah, the guy with... The guy who was all dressed up on the front door with a top hat is now sat at a table kind of alongside the bar with a, with a couple of the girls just chatting yeah you're at the door of the princess palace uh i'll go in and you know find the either the barman or the first person who looks like they're kind of yeah there's a barman running a place. same barman as yesterday uh he sees you again he goes ah gentlemen come back to to try out the finest ladies in town uh, maybe, maybe later. We'd, uh, for now, we'd like to um, have a word with Mr. Brownlow, if he's available. Um, we have a proposition for him. So the guy with the top hat from the table overhears and says, uh, "I'm Harvey Brownlow. Uh, what? Uh, what's your business?" We have, Hold on, uh, top hat. Is this the scruffy top hat that we met earlier? This on? is the guy who was at the front door doing all the roll-up, roll-up stuff yesterday. Oh, right. oh, so okay. he, was, he was, like, being the doorman. 
<clears throat> so, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing the talking. So I think I'd already, I'd had already told him that they have a possible family connection. Oh, yes. Him, <clears throat> I'm going to say, look, we have a proposition for you. Oh, yeah, you're the young gentleman I saw yesterday who's friends with Minnie. Uh, so, yeah, we have a uh, representing someone who'd like to um, take Minnie off your hands on a permanent basis. Uh, we'll have to pay off any debt that she has and whatever it takes for her to leave your employ? Well, she's, uh, she's been with me since we, uh, since we set up this place. Uh, yeah, I found a destitute on the street and saved her life by bringing her in. Um, she's important to me. She's important to the business. She, uh, you know, she's important to some of my most important clients. Uh, you know, the kind of clients you wouldn't want to disappoint. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure that, uh, that, that, you know, Minnie is available to be released from her employment right now. Well, Minnie presumably has, uh, has some free will of her own and... Well, I'd say she, she, owes, she, owes, she owes her life to me, so, uh... Okay, that's uh, she's had my room and board here all this time. Well, she hasn't worked she's been all working. this time. Oh, she has worked some of it. She's uh, she's a fixture here. She's like, you know, she's like she's like the sideboards and the, and the piano. The Princess Palace wouldn't be the Princess Palace without Minnie. So what you're saying is she's kind of like a a chattel in your estate. She's a something you she's own. She's a vital part of of my business. I mean, are you gentlemen making an what 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 are you actually offering here? We think Millie Minnie is a free agent who could choose to leave out of courtesy to yourself uh, and appreciating her value to the business. We thought we would come and and discuss it with you first to come to an arrangement. If you're not able or willing to come to such an arrangement, then, as far as we're concerned, legally, Minnie is free to leave as and when she chooses. I think you'll find that that probably isn't the case. Mr. Halston. Mr. Halston. James, James Halston. If, uh, if you were to try and steal Minnie away from my business, then, <clears throat> then, then I'd, I would need some compensating. Well, that's out of courtesy. As I said, that's why we've come to have this conversation. Well, I as think... What that, com uh, that conversation might be, and on what basis you would judge that. Well, say she, uh, she, owes, she owes everything she's, she has and she's got to me right now. She'll be dead if it wasn't for me. Mm, it's hard to put a financial price on that, though. She may well, be if you, if grateful you, to you for that, but there's no... If you compensate me to the... To the value of five hundred dollars, I'm sure I could manage to keep the business going without her uh, her, her vital input. Uh, and on what basis do you come to such figure? 
Oh, that's the figure I'm saying, sir. Yeah, I'm saying. Minnie is a free agent who can leave as and when she chooses. So well, I'm saying she's not. Okay. So, are you saying that you're not arguing that Minnie then is in financial debt to you? You're just saying you're asking for this compensation? No, Minnie is, in, Minnie is in financial debt. Uh, oh, what? Okay, how much is the financial debt that you Well, how, how, much, how much would you value, what price would you put on her life? There is, no, that's not a financial debt. That's a, a saving someone's life does not generate a financial debt, does it? It's, yeah. it's, it's a, maybe a... a, a it generates, it a, generates an obligation a, that if you're trying to disperse that obligation, then, uh, then, then compensation, then compensation is required. By working here for the last however many years... She has worked and brought she's, in money for the business. She's been paid, As you say, it's uh, such an important part of the business. She's clearly been bringing in money for the business. And therefore, I would argue there is no financial debt. And if you would like to argue differently, then please feel free to provide any evidence to back that up. Well, I don't account. feel I need to offer you, a stranger who's just walked into my place and is causing a kerfuffle, any evidence of any sort. And I would... I would I would appreciate it if you'd leave my my business, sir. Sir, you'll be aware that in eighteen sixty seven a law was passed in con in Congress. You'll be aware that your character wouldn't know this information. <laughs> well, I think my character might know metagaming, this information. Metagaming. Metagaming. My character might know this information. Do you think? About when slavery was ended by law. Okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, yes. In, your character in, wouldn't be able to look up Google, though. No, no, no. But sadly, I'm not as well informed <laughs> as a black African emancipated slave. Um... As, uh, so I'm looking that up on Google. But uh, in 1867, a law was passed uh, outlawing, among many other forms of bondage, debt bondage. Well, we're not in Congress right now, are we, sir? And if you, no, if you, you are in the state of New Mexico in these United States. And unless you're planning to don a coat of grey and start another war against the Federals, and unless then you are, have a law to obey. Unless you are wishing to overstay your welcome in my establishment, you'll have heard me asking you to leave, sir. And I reiterate that request. So, uh, fine, that's fine. Uh, we'll leave. But just to be clear, just to summarise the conversation we've had, you've made it clear that Minnie owes you no financial debt. I've made it clear that she is in debt to me, and you gentlemen obviously don't know who I am. Who you are? I've asked you to leave twice now, sir. So don't, don't make me force you. I will leave, but since we don't hand know drops who to his you gun. are, you can, you tell us, you just tell us who you are. You go and ask anybody in the street. Are you leaving, gentlemen? Well, I will. I'll go and ask somebody in the street. Are you leaving? We haven't actually checked. Sorry? We haven't actually checked on his reputation. No, we haven't yet. Yeah, get up, say, pleasure doing business with you, sir. Thank you. Glad we've been able to clear this up. Turn leave. 
Let's go back to our friendly <coughs> lawyer and say, yeah. who exactly is this Harvey? <laughs> <laughs> Harvey Brownlee. Oh, he's a nasty man. <clears throat> uh, well, yeah, we kind of get that. Um, he's kind of in with, in with the Bullards, and uh, uh, yeah, that's why he, that's why he lets young Matthew Bullard beat his girls up, uh, get away with it. He uh, he has a mean streak and doesn't like to be crossed. Has a kind of you know. Likes to, likes to maintain his reputation and, and doesn't like to look like he's lost, at least publicly. So he's in with the Bullards. Is he... Tell us about the sheriff of this town. Is he similarly in the Bullards' pocket? Ah. Uh, well, you know, you can't be a sheriff of this town without being on good terms with... With the families that run the town, uh, I reckon Sheriff Whitehill is probably trying to be a good man. Uh, but uh, sure, what was his name? Uh, Harry Whitehill. It was Harvey Whitehill, but it's probably just going to be confusing. <laughs> Too many Harveys. <laughs> <coughs> I think actually Harvey Whitehill was a real sheriff in Silver City in about 1871 or 2. So. So it's the jewel then? Well, that is Billy. You can't walk into another town. And Jimmy. Start shooting. Sorry, you look so much like your brother. <laughs> but, except for the difficult in <laughs> Your, your bedside manner is, uh, is, is heartwarming. Right? Um, the fact is, Jimmy, you, you just can't walk into another town and deal justice. Even when you see that justice there, you got to go through the local authorities. So we got to give the sheriff a try. Guess you're right. Yes. And then, Pains be the said, but the sheriff doesn't do this deal. It may be that you just got to go drinking with this fellow Bernard and shoot him in the back of the head. Mm. I don't think there's any point in calling him out on the street in this town. Do you no favours. So, we don't want to do that, so let's go to the sheriff. Yep. We're going to go and talk to the sheriff. Okay, yeah, there, there, there is a sheriff's office. I'm not sure I wrote it down on here. Uh, oh, yes, I did. It's right next to the Crossroad Hotel. In fact, it's over the road from where you are. Seems to me we chose the best place to stay <laughs> in this whole damn town. <laughs> Everyone's at the Crossroads. Well, it is a Crossroads. Yeah. Don't. Don't, 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 don't. Just say don't and then do it yourself. <laughs> anyway, you can edit that bit out as well. Anyway, Jimmy, let's go across the road to the sheriff. <clears throat> across the road at the crossroads. Yeah. Okay. The, the sheriff's <clears throat> office is open. Um, yeah. There's a couple of 
people in the cells at the back who are obviously uh, sleeping off of drunk, drunken brawls, a bit bruised and battered. Um, and yeah, the sheriff is there um, at his desk on one side of the room. It's quite a small place. Uh, yeah, on his own. And he looks up when he comes in and says, uh, "Hey, uh, good, good, good afternoon, folks. Uh, so are you uh, Sheriff Whitehill? I am Sheriff Whitehill at your service. Uh, we do have a, a small matter. Would like to bring your attention. See if you can help us with it. Uh, well, I will. Uh, I will. <coughs> I will do what I can to help. <laughs> so, Sheriff, do you believe that every man and woman?" In these fair United States of ours, is free man? Where are we going with this, sir? We are discussing a case of illegal debt bondage. Uh, okay. Um, um, who is in debt bondage and... and Against whom are you making an accusation, sir? And your, sorry, your name is? My name is... <laughs> on the front of Marian, my couch. Marion Freeman. <laughs> it's on the front of my couch. It's Marion Freeman. But the, uh, uh, the case involves my partner here. There's a... Uh, Prostitute working at the Princess Palace, Minnie Matheson, who turns out is my, in fact my mother, long story. <coughs> she is being basically held there against her will. The owner of the Princess Palace, Harvey Brownlow. Mr Brownlow, I know Mr Brownlow. Brownlow is claiming she's in debt to him, although in a conversation with him he's more or less admitted that that's not the case, there's no financial debt there. Matthews would like to leave. She's my mother. Would like to take her back to live with me in a Jordan Springs, where we live. Uh, Mr. Brownlow is basically refusing to let her go and threatening all sorts of unspecified <coughs> things if we try and take her. But we're arguing that she's a free woman who could choose to leave her employ. At any time she so chooses. But so, so, it, so it's not a case of debt bondage then. It is a case of debt bondage. But you just said it. You just said she's a free woman can go. Well. And your argument is just with Mr. Brownlow. Under law, there's no such thing as debt bondage. We generously offered to pay off whatever debt she owed, Mr. Brownlow. Harvey. Brownlow. Brownlow. Um. He said that because her life was forfeit, he would accept nothing less than 500 US dollars. Feels to me like he doesn't want to sell her, and it feels to me like she is an object to be owned and traded. She's not a free woman. She is in bondage. She understands that to be because of debt she has raised. But she has worked for 
Mr. Brownlow's most exacting clients for some, what, 15 years, did she say? Three years. <clears throat> three years. Three I'm all, I'm, I, yeah, I, I know. I know who you're talking about. I know Minnie, Minnie Matheson. She's a good, she's a good lady. We have, um... She is sorely treated by the Bullards, that is true. I understand that there is uh, delicate politics in this town around this. We have retained a lawyer who will be at your service when it comes to drawing up whatever papers or whatever is required. But you just still... finish your cookie there, Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> cookie and milk is an important afternoon afternoon tradition here at Soil uh, City. Right before tea and donut. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're a policeman? <laughs> <laughs> Which is where the tradition started. Um, I'm still unclear on whether this is just an argument between you and Mr Brownlow and where the actual illegality and the breaking of the law is, is, uh, wow. is taking place here. Let me say... What crime am I going to Mr. Brownlow and accusing him of? He is holding this woman in debt bondage, which is illegal. But As you, you well know, there, you, since you said, 1867. But, but you said there is no debt. Exactly. So how can he be holding her in debt bondage if there is no debt? Because he's claiming her as his property and basically saying she cannot leave. She says simply that she's his property and owes her whole life and everything she owns to him. She owns nothing, excepting perhaps the clothes she stands up in. She, alternatively, has told us that uh, he has told her that she owes him a deal of money. I would willingly pay our notary to... Uh, to look through his books and work out exactly what that sum would be if that could be a peaceful <coughs> outcome. But uh, he's not willing to consider that. But we don't want trouble in this town. Well, that's good to hear, sir, because that makes you about the only person who doesn't seem to want trouble in this here town. Exactly. But I do want justice, and I know, sir, that we, two visitors here, cannot meet out justice of our own. We know to go through the proper channels. And you, sir, you are the proper channels. Well, it seems to me that less I am the proper channels and more what you need is a, is a lawyer and a judge and a, and a day in court. That may be the case. But there ain't no judge in this town. There ain't no judge in this town, no. The nearest judge you'll find will be in... Let me just look at the map and see what I think. Texas. Uh, probably Las Cruces. Uh, sort of a couple of days hard riding from here. Yeah, we know it's a couple of days hard riding. Um, if you wish... Uh, I, I can assist your lawyer in, in starting the process, but uh, I, I you know, have to send to, to Las Cruces to, to get a judge to, 
Well, do we need that? Under, under the law, Sheriff, do you, you know, as a man of the law, who seemingly knows the law, do you see that there's any legal reason why Minnie Matheson can just leave her employee and come away with us? It strikes me that there probably is not a a legal reason. So if... But there's a strong reason if you're going to incur the wrath of Harvey Brownlow. He's not a forgiving or tolerant So if we take Minnie and leave town uh, entirely legally and somebody tries to prevent or interfere with that illegally, would you as sheriff defend uh, us and our right to do that? Because <clears throat> what it seems to me you're saying is that we should just do what the bullies tell us to do. I'm what saying what the strongest men in town do. That's not. You, that's not. If you bring it out into the open and, and get a, a judge in good standing to rule that she's free to go, then Mr. Brownlow doesn't really have anywhere else to go. If you just take her, you can claim <clears> that you're <throat> acting illegally, or you are, you know, regardless of what the rights and wrongs are, the law. He could claim that and create more trouble for you than you might might welcome. I don't know who you are or what your background is or whether you've you know, been stood toe-to-toe drawing iron against another man, but it can sometimes turn out badly. Hardy <laughs> <laughs> hard! Sorry. I was meaning to do it with a straight face, but... And you look like good Laura Biden, God-fearing people, and I wouldn't want to see some bad misfortune come your way. So you're saying we should uh, get our notary to write an affidavit to that effect, that she's a free woman and <coughs> free to come with us, and uh, we take it over to Las Cruces to get a judge to sign it. Then we come back into this town and uh, show that to Harvey. He's going to back down and say, ah, I see you've got a judge's signature there. Um, I'll let you go and there will be no violence. Well, I'm, I couldn't guarantee that, but I would say that that's a, that's a better way of, a more likely way of securing the outcome you want without violence than just taking Miss Matheson away. From under his nose. It sounds like a, some sort of fetch quest out of some sort of <laughs> computer baseball playing game. <laughs> well, I'm thinking you could you could start the process by having your lawyer, as you say, draw up that affidavit and present it to Mr. Brownlow, and then have that sent to the courthouse in Las Cruces. I mean, you might want to stay here and make sure. Miss Matheson doesn't come to any harm. Yeah. Um, Feels even more like some sort of fetch quest. <laughs> and then when the when the when the papers return, you can have your day in court. Strikes me it'd be cheaper to just sneak in that place at night and sneak her out dressed as a washwoman. Oh uh, yeah. Or indeed cheaper to say, well, she wasn't your real mom. It's the <laughs> woman that brought you up. It's your real mom. God rest her soul, and she's still alive. You'd be a man with God one rest less her, brother. God but rest two her mothers. soul, and she's still alive. Okay. 
Uh, if you want, I can I can accompany <coughs> your lawyer when he hands the papers to Mr. Brownlow. Well, guess better try that. Let's try that. So we can say we <coughs> exhausted all legal options before it came to other means. Well, let me know when uh, when, when your lawyer when your lawyer is ready. Let's go and uh, go and find it. Barker, Mr. Barker, Kinsey Barker, Kinsey Barker. So yeah, so Barker says it will take him a day to draw up something. Uh, and then yeah, tomorrow morning he'll be, or sort of tomorrow lunchtime he'll be ready to present those papers to Mr. Brownlee. And he, you know, is very very grateful that the sheriff has volunteered to accompany him when doing that. I just worry that we're setting ourselves up for a gunfight here. Well, apart from just walking away, have you got a plan that doesn't do that? Well, the walking away plan looks... (coughs) Well... That's not what my brother would do, so it's not what I'm doing. You can if you want. It's, no, it's not your fight. You. I'll stick with you. If you want to go, that's your choice. I'm an extra point of faith, Tane. And immediately, it got my brother killed. But if it gets me killed, I'll die as a with a clear conscience. And when I face. Praise the Lord, I'll better stand up for my actions. Nope, I agree with you. I just don't like the way this is heading. Seems the good Lord wants us just to shoot folk. <laughs> Are you referring to me as the good Lord? <laughs> To set up a bit of tension, guys. I can't just say, Oh, yeah, Brown says, Oh, yeah, fair enough, good, you know, fair cop. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Minnie. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks. That'd be a bit of a boring touch. end to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, don't be a stranger. <laughs> so, yeah, 24 hours passes unless you want to do anything that night. Uh, no, except I will take a good night's sleep in a comfortable bed like we've got at this hotel, mm. earning me an extra point of faith. Go on then. And we can both do that. Yep. 24 hours. I will also groom my horse. <laughs> <laughs> that is the slight downside of this. Like, you know, the games don't all happen in, like, a 40-minute spell. Uh, and so you are able to just run through the list. <laughs> but, yes, you can groom your horse. So have another point of faith. Cool. So, Tony, you can get an extra faith for a good night's sleep. But can you still get up to a maximum of three? Or what can we get yeah. up to? What's the maximum? Yeah. No, I don't think there is a maximum. Three, oh, maybe five three. is the maximum, okay, actually. That will put me up to five. Yeah. All right, I will. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, you I, start with three, but I think five is the uh, maximum. Yeah, but I, I pushed my roll. You did push two or three times. Two or three times, anyway. Right, let's say uh, two. Yep, okay. I'll push three times. For sure, two or yeah, three. Hold on, let's go back and listen to this. 
I'll only be two hours and 43 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so um, Barker tells you he's got a, he's spoken to the sheriff and they're going to deliver the, the message to Brownlow at one o'clock. Um, he says you are more than welcome to be there if you want, but you might. might Let's want. not antagonise him. Let's no. not go mob handed. We have the appropriate authorities to make him the thing. I'm gonna head up. Let's um. Let's uh. uh yeah, let's. You know, we, we've done everything legally and above board. Mm -hmm. Although maybe if we were sitting on the veranda of the hotel looking up the street here and seeing what sort of reaction <coughs> takes place, then um, then we're minding our own business there. But Yeah, you can do that. Uh, How's this hotel got one of them fancy balconies on the, on the first story, it, second story? It doesn't, no. Veranda it is, then. Um, yeah, so we're about just in the street, ten past one, um, you see them go up and and go in, and then at a quarter past one, you get gunshots. <laughs> no, you do see what looks like Barker has been pushed, and he kind of like stumbles into the street but doesn't fall over. The sheriff comes out, door uh, slams. The sheriff comes out. Obviously saying something back and wagging a finger. Um, but then they dust themselves off and walk back down towards you. And uh, the sheriff gets waylaid by someone wanting to talk to him, but Barker sees you and comes over and says... Um, I'm looking past him. Am I, I'm looking back up at the uh, Princess Palace. Can I see any activity there? Any messenger boys being sent running across the road to... Nope, you can't see anything uh, at the moment. Um, okay. But make it make a Hawkeye roll. Go on then. Actually. Make a Hawkeye roll. My Hawkeye. Cunning three. Hawkeye one. Take one of those dice away. Oh, how many twos? <laughs> so I'm going to get four sixes next time round if only I push. I'm just going to push. Okay. Yeah, got a six. And a mishap. And a mishap. What's the mishap? I see something that obviously doesn't actually happen. You know, I see a messenger boy going across the street. There's nothing to do with it. <laughs> but you have succeeded as well. Oh, well, depends what you want to see. Okay. I see a messenger boy. I see two messenger boys crossing the road. <laughs> it's a 50-50 chance. Which one do I follow? Or do we split up and follow one each? Um, 
I'll get a bit of dust in my eye. Yeah, I'm not sure what comes out of that, so I'm going to let it slide. Um, you don't see any messenger boys. <clears throat> you do see uh, that barman who you spoke to on the couple of occasions mm-hmm. you're in there. You, you see him coming out and looking a bit anxious and walking down towards the crossroads. In a bit of, you know, in a hurry, kind of, uh, not running, but walking quite quickly and then kind of looking behind him and then keep going. Okay, you talk to Kinsley, I'm just keeping my eye on this fella. So, um, Barker <coughs> gets to you and he says, um, well, the deed has been done, gentlemen, but, um, the, uh, uh I tell you, Mr. Brownlow didn't take it well. He's, uh, uh as you can see, he, he laid hands on me, uh, in, uh, his, uh, his invitation for me to leave. So um, is the sheriff going to arrest him for assault then? Uh, I don't think <coughs> I don't think the sheriff thinks that's uh, enough uh, worthy of assault. And I'm not going to push a charge against uh, Mr. Brownlow for something as minor as that. But uh, um, I'm glad the sheriff was there because I might have he might have been a more serious assault if he hadn't have been uh, keeping the peace. And what did the sheriff have to say on the matter? Uh, nothing. He just uh, he just helped me <coughs> serve the papers and uh, explain to Mr. Brownlow that we are writing to uh, to the courthouse in Las Cruces to uh, to take a judgment on the issue on the legalities and uh, set a date for the for the court hearing if uh, if Mr. Brownlow wished to contest uh, contest our position. Um, but uh, that'll be. Um, Two dollars to settle the account, please, and uh, I'm obviously at your disposal if you need any further work from me. Keeping my eye on the uh, other man, yep. I pulled two dollars out of my wallet, bringing me down to. That was bad. A lot of successes. Um, uh, so yeah, thank you, Mr. Barker. We'll be in touch. Um, he loses him in the crowd. Uh, so the, the the barman coming down um, is obviously looking for something, and with an observation Hawkeye roll like that, he sees you two straight away, mm-hmm. and uh, and he comes up to you. He's in a bit of a a bit of a rush, and he's not hiding behind the post, but he's not. He's trying to make himself. Yeah, yeah. A smaller target as um, possible. And he says, uh, I, uh, I, I just heard what's happened. Uh, Brownlow is gone fucking mad. Uh, he's he's going to send a message to to Matthew um, to come and spend the night mini tonight and uh, beat her so much that she doesn't wake up. I just thought you'd better know. And he walks on quickly as if he's going somewhere else. Mm, thank you. Appreciate that. <clears throat> uh, look after <clears throat> her. She's a good girl. Put it in the head, Joe. What for, what, for me? For whom? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Mm. 
So it's now, say, about half past one, if that, 20 past one, in the afternoon. So I guess we have no idea really where Minnie would be at this point. I guess we assume she'd be in the Princess Palace somewhere. You would assume so, yeah. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> so I guess the question is, do I go and try and get her out and head for the hills? Or wait around for Matthew Brillard to turn up and shoot him in the head? Do we tell the sheriff? If you take that second option, do we tell the sheriff? Uh, well, I guess we do tell the sheriff, yeah, because like I say, we try and do stuff the right way as much as possible. So, yeah, can we still see the sheriff? Is he still coming down the. Uh, he's <clears throat> up the street here talking to some people, some townsfolk. He doesn't need to know if you're planning on doing something illegal. I'm not... No, I wouldn't tell him that. I'm saying, yeah, I've no, heard this, so and I'm going to go murder someone if, as a result. No, well, no, no. <laughs> I, I, think we, I think we can say that we are going to... You know, we've heard about a threat against her life, and we are going to protect her from that, if we want to involve the sheriff. We can say that. If you're talking about going and fetching her out of that house now and running for the hills, then I will help you do that. But I do not think we can tell the sheriff. And neither can we expect help. No. The the legal equivalent of that is what we are doing. Sending a notary to... to uh, fuck it. <laughs> What's the, the place for the judges? Las Cruces. Las Cruces. I think we should tell the sheriff, not tell him what... That we're planning to do anything about him, we should definitely tell him about the threat and see if he reacts in any way, does anything. What? Sorry? Okay. So I will wander up towards the where the sheriff is and so I can intercept him when he's finished speaking to Yep, yep, you can do that. <clears throat> I turn to Kingsley and says, I think there's going to be in trouble in town tonight. I reckon you need four dollars to go and deliver this personally to the judge. And be out of town when this trouble strikes. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm content to take your business to Las Cruces on your behalf. Uh, Four dollars. I do this, I say, because you're a good man, and I would like to employ you in the future. Uh, and I will do this for, for that price, which is below my rate, because you're a good man, and I would like to work with you in future. Because it's two days hard riding there and two days hard riding back. So probably five, it's two dollars a day. Five, <laughs> it's probably five days. So, but yeah, he's not doing his notary work. He's doing his yeah. sitting on a horse and riding fast work. So, well, uh, I'll collect some gear and I'll, well, be, I'll, I'll be on. I'll give six dollars if it's <laughs> two and a half days. I'll give him. I'm not willing to treat him unfairly. Well, you are a... Most of my winnings gone. You're an honourable man. And uh, he, yeah, he goes straight off to get some gear and get going. 
Yeah. So, yeah, the sheriff finishes talking to these people. He's, he's looking a bit stressed and a bit riled up. <clears throat> um, and he says, uh, I assume uh, Mr. Barker already told you how well Mr. Brownlow took the... Uh, Took the news? Uh, yeah, yeah, not, not, not only that. Not unexpected? No, but um, we've just heard from... Brownlow's man. Also who, someone from inside his palace has come and seen us and says that Brownlow is going to contact Matthew Bullard and suggests that he comes and sees Minnie tonight and the quote that he said was that he would beat her so much that she wouldn't wake up. Basically, Mr. Brown is threatening to murder Minnie tonight as a result of this. And you, you heard this from... <clears throat> from somebody who works inside Princess Palace? No, that's, yeah, let's protect the identity of yeah. the person who's want to say, nervous and telling us that. Put themselves at considerable risk to come and tell us. What protection can you offer Minnie, Sheriff? Well, it's... Uh... You know, it, it's 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 an it's an accusation, and Mr. Brownlow was very angry. He could have just been spouting, running off his mouth. Okay, but then, say you do nothing, and tomorrow morning Minnie turns up dead. How will you feel then, Sheriff? I'd have to look at the circumstances of her death and see if any crime was done. Well, let me tell you, I don't think Billy here can do nothing, and neither can Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, I think Billy is probably going to do nothing <laughs> apart from lie in his grave and, and rot. rot slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Billy would be spinning in his grave over this, Jimmy. And I owe it to his poor soul to stick by you and protect his mother. If uh, if you gentlemen are planning on doing something, that it would be better I was not aware of it then please don't make me aware of it. We don't want to do anything, Sheriff. This is a legal, you know, we want matter. We want the life we of want an innocent woman the, here. We'd like, the, you know, everything to be done under the law. You know, the protection of the law for Winnie would be the best, the best option. We're good law-abiding citizens. We don't want to do anything to break the law. I'm not sure what I can do with a anonymous tip-off and... Uh, you know what is almost certainly Brownlow running off his mouth in anger because he was he was angry. Are you suggesting Brownlow's man is not capable of ordering such a? No, deed? I, I think Brownlow is a uh, a ruthless and troublesome character. Um, but I'm not sure what. Well, you could. Minnie into protective custody, get her out of Princess Palace for tonight. I think she'd prefer to spend the night in your jail than wake up dead in the morning. I can understand, Sheriff. This puts you in a difficult position. When the son of the man who runs this town is going to kill a woman. Well, according, according, according to your frequently, your your to my your, to an, an anonymous, anonymous source yeah. who I can understand all have, of that who must have told you this in in the last ten minutes because we only left yeah. the Princess Indeed. Palace ten minutes ago, Indeed. and Brownlow was angry. He may well have said, 
We're all assess some angry things. Anything in his anger. Let's face it. We're not meant them. <clears throat> so you take him to protective custody. He calls down. Everybody lives happily. We get the judge's order back. We take her on. But I can understand your nervousness about this. Now, it looks to me that that uh, whorehouse is the very last house in the street there. It is, yeah. And that there's uh, it climbs up towards the mountains there. So is there some high ground? So the ground is, this is kind of the foothills. You're in a, yeah. you're in a valley. Yeah, but I'm, um, what I'm saying is... is the ground only goes up, yeah, from... From that house. Yeah. Effectively. And these, these streets here are basically slightly uphill. So this is this is kind of the lowest. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you could you could camp up there and watch that house, see what happens there tonight. And if you happen to witness a couple of fine, upstanding gentlemen protecting the unover woman from a thug, then you know you see it with your own eyes. You can make your own decisions about where the law lies on that. He's obviously torn. Um, make a make a performing role. Oh yeah, because I am so good at it. It could be a group performing role. Are you helping me with this one then? Yeah. What's your? Yeah, um, I mean you're both having a conversation now, aren't you? Mm. So. I I got four dice. I've got four dice as well. Right. Well, I've said it, so I guess I have to. So you get five dice then. You can have a bonus one from Tate. It's a three. Fuck it. I'm gonna go into this gunfight with no faith. Oh, uh, oh yes. <clears throat> he says, I can make sure I'm in the vicinity of the Princess Palace this evening, but I don't think I can justify taking <clears throat> Miss Matheson out of that place under Brownlow's nose in his anger at the moment without that coming to coming to blows and probably putting Miss Matheson in even greater risk. If something happens to kick off and you gentlemen are acting in self-defence then Naturally, the law would take that into account. Well, thanks, Chef. I think that's all I do. Do what you think is the right thing to do. And obviously, if uh, (laughs) if Miss Matheson is attacked this evening, then your testimony from today will uh, will be uh, not only important, but it's. uh, the the incidents will be corroborating your style, your story. Which will be a big help to many if she's already dead. But yeah, let's say Sheriff must do what do what you think is right. So I will I will make sure I'm around that vicinity at at 
at dusk and then I'll I'll stay there all night. It's the best I can do right now, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks, Sheriff. Good day, Chief. And he goes off. <clears throat> down to the down to the sheriff's office and shuts the door. Blinds get pulled across. And you suspect he might be trying to get a couple of hours sleep like. before. <laughs> <laughs> Press the button. <laughs> Well, maybe that too might help him go to sleep in the middle of the afternoon. You never know. That's what happens if you if you commit a crime in this place. You have to be in the cells and just sit there whilst <laughs> Sheriff wanks at his desk. <laughs> okay, you uh, as you as you finish that, you see um, Kinsey Barker on horseback riding south out of town. So if he makes it. <laughs> Don't give me ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, <laughs> what are you doing, guys? It's now half past one. Can I pray? <laughs> you are just... So, is there something in the structure of the game we need to do to stop players doing this? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. We've got, you know, an afternoon. I, I, I've used all my faith up. Yeah. I'm going to pray to the Lord for a faith point. Okay, there's the church is there. <laughs> oh, if I pray in church, do I, do I get an extra dice on the wheel? No, I don't think so. <coughs> no, you definitely don't. But you can have a, a point of faith. And I think that's, that's probably fair enough, because if you th you're thinking there's trouble yeah. coming tonight, yeah, you're, absolutely. you're preparing yourself for it. But you've already groomed your horse, you've already had a sleep, so you can't do those. <sighs> Having a wank doesn't count. Should we have a meal under the table? Oh, probably, yeah. Cool. How much you would do that? Let's do that. A, a last meal. Okay, you get a point, a bonus faith for that. And you get that too. Except you're on your maximum. I'm on five here, really. Yeah. <clears throat> That's probably all you've got time for. Yeah. I'm not letting you do anything else. But it does take one whole shift to have a meal. Does it have a leisurely meal? <laughs> <laughs> it well, it it's kind of just, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of between, you know, you may have cooked that meal, but... So it's it's dark now. By the time you've finished praying and eating. Mm -hmm. Let's go up to the hotel. The sun has set. Not the hotel. The, Princess uh, Ballet. We're in the hotel. Let's, uh... Let's walk up to the Princess Palace. Okay. Um, yeah, as you walk up, you see Brownlow is on the door again, or on the, on the veranda, welcoming people. You know, you know, calling them in. He sees you, and uh, his obviously his 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 cheerful facade disappears immediately. And he says, "You two gentlemen have caused me enough trouble for one day. You are not welcome in my property." Well, we were just going for an evening constitutional up this trail into the yeah. mountains here. 
Well, enjoy the walk. Be careful. There, is a, there are lions and bears around here. So. No, yeah, we've met, we've met enough lions in our time. Um, just wanted to say, it's money you'll have to burn a hole in our pockets some other day. He stands and just yeah. watches you as you walk past. Take my hat. Not him. Okay, make a performing role, Tay. <laughs> is this a is this a performing or a presence role? It's it's to see whether the way you do it pisses him off so much he reacts. One success. One success. Mm. So <clears throat> you can see he wants to just step down off his round and punch you, but he 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 resists the temptation with a a monumental effort of self control. But I think it's, we've got some sort of taunt skill we can use. <laughs> Is there a talent? Is there a, taunt? Yeah, talent, kind of yeah. talent? I think there probably is. Yeah. It might not be called it. taunt. I don't have it. <clears throat> no, it's not. I can't think what it's called. Oh, I've got the book. I was looking at ways to get faith points. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there probably is. Born in the saddle. Expert Fanny. Fanning. Yeah, so it's Rabble Rouser, I think, is probably the closest mm, one. No. Upon a successful performing check to influence a crowd, you can incite anger or calm simply by speaking. But that's only a crowd. It's for a crowd, yeah. We may have got rid of it. It may have been one that we took from... Thinking we bother then decided. So it's something like sharp tongue or something. Oh uh, yeah, this. maybe yeah. So maybe that got cut. Yeah. So there's a, there's an option of reintroducing a taunt talent, because actually that's quite um, thematic for the West, isn't it? So. Yes. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll have a look. Taunt, talent, or sharp tongue. Yeah, what are you doing then, guys? You, you're walking past. Um, you, <coughs> make, make a, you can make a group Hawkeye roll, if you like. How's your Hawkeye? I have five dice of Hawkeye. Mm. Why don't I know this character so well? I only have... Because we only play it once in a blue moon. So I have a fifth. One, one success. Yeah, that's enough. Um, the the front door is on, on this corner. Um, as you walk up here, you see the light, obviously <coughs> from a back door, which mm -hmm. someone has opened. How big is how big is it? Uh, well, I was. Basically, part of why they've come out here is to actually yeah. have a look, basically it's, case it's, the back. It's quite big. I mean, it's um, it's probably sixty or seventy feet long by 
40 or 50 feet wide and it's probably two levels. Yeah. So it's quite a large establishment. So it's got eight or nine girls permanently living there, plus Brownlow. Um, and then they've obviously got a kitchen and they've got storerooms and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a decent size, yeah. But yeah, there's a back door on this wall that you can see that obviously someone has <coughs> just gone in and out and you can see the light into the, into the gloom as the door opens and shuts and then opens and shuts again. Obviously, your fellow Brownlow is expecting us to walk back down Alfred mm. Constitutional. But if... Uh, Which we can do, but then we could kind of... If we wanted to come round the back, we could walk kind of round and come up. Yeah. Through and yeah, come but he round. knows <coughs> he ain't on a Constitutional. Yeah. If I walk back down the street on my own, what's his reaction going to be? I uh, say so I got one of them lions got me. <laughs> if I come running down the street and say, Mandlan, Mandlan, <laughs> he got my friend, then um, is that enough of a distraction for you to do whatever you need to do in the hotel? I don't know. Hotel. Yeah. Well, I basically want to try and sneak in and find somewhere to hide. Yeah. So if you know, something does kick off, I can be there. But that might be quite difficult. Not that yeah, sneaky. Sneaking talent is a moving talent in this game. Yeah, move. But like I, said, I think we can both walk back, and then I, there's no reason why not to. And then we can just come around. Well, indeed, we could both walk back, go up an alleyway between houses, head back to that back door. Yeah. That's what, exactly what I was just saying. Except we could go further, we could like go all the way down there, so it looks very well. All that time, your mother might be getting beaten though, just remember that. Well, it depends what time we're doing this, isn't it? The GM just hasn't prepared a map of the whole house. I said no! Tales of the Old West is brought to you by Effect. The music is Old West Game by Stu Venable, used with kind permission of the Angry Folk Media Empire. It's just like the last game. Have to play on.